In the name of Jesus, whose birth we celebrate, amen. It is Christmas Eve. The king is born. So who cares? When a baby is coming into the world, people close to that family tend to get pretty excited. When was the last time that you were able to look ahead to the birth, the arrival of a new child? Now, if you're not expecting right now, you can probably remember when it was that you first heard about a pregnancy that you could celebrate. You might still remember what it was like to first hear about the birth of a baby brother or sister, a niece or a nephew, a, a grandchild or a godchild. You might have had to have waited to get ready for the arrival of this new addition to the family. There's usually time to get ready, time to buy baby gifts, time to make ready and prepare a special room for this newest arrival. Sometimes it feels like you have to wait forever for a baby to be born. And well, I know some expectant mothers who very much felt like that. But when you finally get word of the birth announcement, when you finally hear that the child has arrived, it's something you get to celebrate. And these days, that announcement might come in the form of a phone call or a text, a tweet or a post on Instagram, maybe even a card in the mail. It's special. So how do you celebrate the birth of a king? This evening marks the end of the season of Advent, a time of preparation and expectation that leads up to Christmas. And here at St. John, we have been hearing from prophets like Jeremiah, Malachi, Zephaniah, and Micah, all of whom were calling us to prepare the way of the king who was to come, the king that God was sending into the world, the ruler that his people needed because they needed something better than what the world had to offer. Kings can be great, be loved by their people. And that holds true for other leaders, people who are in positions of power and authority. But it's not always the case, is it? Here in the United States, we live in a nation that was founded on the principle of government that was free from the control of a monarchy. In a real kingdom, which we don't see all that much of in the world anymore, the king is the actual head of the government. He is the one with the power and the authority. Everything revolves around the king. It centers on him. Because what the king does and says will ultimately, in some way, affect the rest of his people. If the king isn't concerned about the people, if he's focused mostly on himself, and authority revolves around him, things can get pretty bad pretty fast. And even a great king, like other good leaders, is limited in what he can do and how he does it. Any earthly king will have an imperfect ability. He will have an incomplete authority. He'll fall short. So God's word 
to us tonight through the prophet Isaiah announces the birth of a king, our king. Now, please don't misunderstand me. This isn't about getting a king here in the United States. Over the past many decades, Americans may have been tempted to think of ourselves as God's chosen people, that God is on our side as a nation or even as individuals. But truth be told, we have often chosen to turn from God's instruction to walk in darkness as individuals and as a nation. We want the zeal of the Lord of hosts to be with us, to do what we'd have him do. But that's not who we are. And that's not what we need. And that's not what we get. It's Christmas Eve. The world around us still acknowledges, at least in some part, this is a holiday about the one who was born for us in that little town of Bethlehem. We are Christmas people. We are part of something different from what the world can offer to us. We are a part of that kingdom which is in the world, but not of the world. For the past four weeks, we have been hearing about the king that God has promised. We have been waiting for the good news of his arrival, waiting to celebrate. Isaiah's royal birth announcement is for you and for me as people of God in Christ. The king is born. Isaiah tells us that we can expect something different, something more from the king who is born for us. As the promised Messiah, Jesus is different from all the kings who came before or after. While many babies in history have gone on to become king, Christ is the only king who became a baby. God himself has come to be our king, bringing his divine authority into our broken world and into our broken lives to restore them and make them whole. Unlike earthly kings, Jesus' kingdom and the peace that he brings have no end. He establishes justice and righteousness, not just for us here and now, but for all people, for all nations, everywhere. The greater king, the son given to us, is perfect. He is unlimited. He is able to do what we need him to do. Everything centers on the king. But here's the difference in the kingdom of God. The king has come to serve, not to be served. Here's the difference in the kingdom of God. The king has come, not for his sake, but for you. Here's the difference in the kingdom of God. The king has come because he cares for each and every one of his subjects, every man, woman, and child, every person in his kingdom, and all of those who are yet to be a part of that kingdom. Here's the difference in the kingdom of God. 
The king has come to give his life as a ransom to buy you back from the kingdoms, the powers that want to control you, whether they be your own internal temptations, your own personal sin, or simply that natural temptation to think that the world and my God revolve around me and my wants. In fact, the king has come because of your needs, your need to be loved, your need to be saved, your need to be rescued, your need to be given a future and a hope and a peace that will, like the kingdom, have no end. This is the king who came to save his people far better from any the world could offer. Instead of a crown of gold, he took up a crown of thorns. And he did it for you. This day I declare to you, this holiday that really is a holy day, Christ has come for you. Christ has died for you. Christ is risen for you. And Christ is coming again for you. In the weeks around Christmas, a lot of people get greeting cards in the mail. Many of those cards now include photographs, giving friends and family a chance to see faces they have not viewed for a long time. And sometimes, those cards might also serve as birth announcements with babies making their official photo debut alongside their parents. Isaiah's birth announcement of the coming king doesn't include photos, yet he still paints a vivid picture with the words that he uses for this special child, the royal titles, the throne names that would be used to refer to this one-of-a-kind king. Each pair of these titles has a name that could describe any good king, a counselor, wise leader, mighty, powerful warrior, father. People look up to him. Prince. Even at his birth, the king is still royal. But each of those titles also points to how we can expect more from this king than any other. This is a king who does wonders. More so than being wise and extraordinary, he delivers miracles. This is a king who is a champion, who brings the might of God himself to defeat his enemies, even the greatest enemies and the power of spiritual darkness. He is a champion who brings the might of God into the world. He is the father who will be ours forever. He is the prince of peace, an everlasting peace that comes from knowing the king of the kingdom of God. A king is born, not just a sweet baby in a manger. He is a king who will reign forever. He came humbly. He came holy. He came for you. He came as the counselor 
of wonders. He came as the mighty God. He came as the everlasting Father. He came for you. He came as the Prince of Peace. And he came as we pray, as he taught us to pray this day and day after day. Thy kingdom come. That kingdom will come whether we pray for it or not, but we pray for it to come among us. So today, the king has come. His kingdom is among us, and we are his forever. It is Christmas Eve. Christ, the Savior, is born. Christ, the King, is born. And He cares for you. Amen.